0: Hello everybody you're listening to a uh, time out with Tony Megedigan and Brian Warfield delighted to be with you here today so keep listening
1: well, you're very welcome along to the very first episode of the Time Out podcast with me, Tony McGettigan, and I'm delighted to say that I'm at the Courage Hotel for the very first episode of uh, this new podcast, and my first guest is a man that needs no introduction in Irish music, an absolute legend, and he is one third of the mighty Wolf Tones, and his name is Brian Warfield. Brian, you're very welcome to the Courage and Donegal. Thank you very much, and uh,
0: we were playing last night uh, uh, in, uh, what's it, Sean Oaks, uh, Sean Oaks Tent, and Big Top, and it was absolutely fantastic. Sold out, and uh, a great and wonderful, enthusiastic audience, Yeah, (laughs) as we (laughs) we get here in Donegal, it was just great, and we had an opportunity because... um, the Wall Street Burn- Journal was uh, there last night. Yeah. And they were reporting on the, uh, on the show. And, uh, the, he's writing an article for the Wall Street uh, Journal on the Wolf Tones, which will be on the front page of, uh, of that mighty paper, which goes all over the world. That's right. It's tra- fairly traveled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was, it was a wonderful occasion. We met him
1: beforehand. He went to the show and he was just having a ball. Absolutely, Paul. Yeah. Well, I saw a few videos on Facebook of the of the event, and it looked like it was uh, packed to the rafters. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have fit mm-hmm. one more into the place. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know,
0: I, I sang the song Rock All about, you know, the the great rock that's out there up the coast
1: of Donegal. That's right, yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a song that's proving very popular, and of course, with the topic especially that you mentioned. Yeah, well... You know, this, uh, I mentioned that
0: I was going to go out there to Rockall and plant a flag on it.
1: Yes, <laughs> claim it as your own, yeah. Or
0: Ireland. And I'll bring, bring over a Donegal flag as well. Yes. But, uh, you know, it's claimed by England, and now that the hard Brexit might come about, it means they'll have an exclusion to Irish fishermen. Yeah. So I'm asking any of the Irish fishing uh, community if they could... Uh, join me uh, on the attempt of bringing a flag out there to um, Rockall and uh, reclaim it for Ireland. I'll sing the song out there uh, and we'll make a documentary on it. But, you know, it's all about the expense and finance and the logistics.
1: Yes, and it's an uncertain time indeed, uh, Brian, if you can uh, appreciate yourself like with the Brexit coming up and that. and The likes of Rockall is a very important matter for Irish people. It's a very important matter for our fishing community. Yeah. And in as much
0: that they want to exclude Irish fishing boats from the Rockall zone. Now, I know that the Irish fishing community have been, you know, fishing up there for years and years and years. And it's a, it's as much Irish waters as it is British waters. So that's the, that's the counterclaim. I'm putting it in because Phil McCool threw it out there. Many, many.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. So you're going back in history there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So rock on, rock on. <laughs> yeah. Can you give us a little bit of a, a go back in history, Brian, to the Wolf Tones, and just to give people listening that might not know or aren't aware, how long exactly are Wolf Tones on the road and original members to current members? Yeah, well, you, you, the three that's with
0: us now, that's Tommy, Noel and my, myself, we're together for 55 years now. Yes. And uh, we started off in the 60s. Um, we didn't have Tommy with us back at the beginnings. Uh, we had other guys. Uh, myself and Noel emigrated to uh, England back in 1963. And I played at the folk clubs around uh, Essex. And we became very, very popular. And opened a club in Chelmsford in Essex. And uh, that uh, club became very popular indeed around the area and we made the headlines of uh, the Chelmsford Newsla- Newsman's Herald front page uh, and uh, we we were really making progress uh, as as a group. So um, from then, uh, humble beginnings we got a record contract we were rejoined by Derek and some of our old friends Philip Woodnut and uh, we had a guy then, Liam Courtney gi- joined us and about 64, uh, we had known Tommy Bourne for some time. We met him at a fly, Nell Finn, in County Roscommon. And uh, we'd known him for some while, and he joined us uh, that year because our manager didn't like the other guys. So get rid of him. I see. <laughs> yeah. So he was like the lost beetle. <laughs> yes, it didn't happen for him. No. no. So uh, Tommy joined up, left the job at Guinness, and he's been with us ever since.
1: Yeah, and it's a great story, isn't it? Though Brian, the, the the longevity of you, and I think that's the true test of any great band. Is yeah. the fact you know? I, I think you know I I just wrote a book
0: there, and I just brought it out there this year, and the book is called like the the Ramblings of an Irish Ballad Singer, and it's remarkable when I think back all the years that went by, and all the achievements, and all the ups and downs, and the swings and roundabouts that we went through over the years. We've seen the world. Yes. We've conquered the world. We've played in every major concert hall of the world. We're out there in Carnegie Hall, in the Albert Hall, we're in the Paris Olympia, all the great halls of the world. So it's a remarkable achievement uh, when I think back on it. And, uh, you know, it's been so long and so, so wonderful uh, journey that uh, I felt I better write all this down because you know, at the end of the day, people won't believe it, but uh, now it's in written print. Um, as uh, it came, I just got them uh, copies of it uh, late uh, in January of this year. So um, they went on sale in our uh, website, uh, Wolftonesofficialsite.com. So they're on sale there at the moment, and they'll probably be in the shops for Christmas. So if you get on now, you get a deal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Report the Christmas trips. that'll be in the in the stocking filler <laughs> yeah. and I have before going further Brian I have to give a big shout out to my uh, wife uh, Anne-Marie and my um, brother-in-law Charlie who are massive fans of the Wolf Tones and my wife's actually very jealous today of this interview today so I'll give a shout out to them Anne-Marie and Charlie well uh, I can tell you
0: something uh, uh, she has a great choice of music
1: she has <laughs> I'll tell you she, she certainly has I, I can't argue with that <laughs> I'd like to talk about a man that's been very—he's played in a very important role in in, in great Irish songwriting, and in, in terms of the songs he both sang and penned. And that man's name is Liam Reilly. The, the amount of great songs that man has has penned. Yeah, he, he,
0: well, well, we, we certainly—you know—the streets of New York has been huge yeah. for the Wolf Tones, and is um, he—he heard a story from Tommy, you know, some years ago about us and the police in, in New York and how friendly we were and how much they came back and forward and everything else. And they, they were great fans and friends of ours for over the years. So he, he said he'd write a song on that kind of theme. Yeah. And the streets of New York is is the result of that which is a wonderful song
1: Oh, love, lovely uh, tale yeah yeah,
0: and a great story
1: and that's I, I didn't know that that was actually designed for yourself specifically yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah. Um, when Liam gave it to us first it was
0: kind of a a bit poppy because he'd done everything in kind of a pop fashion but
1: we kind of rounded it out into a ballad <laughs> yes I see and that's a good thing as well because you made your own stamp on it that's right we yeah. did yeah yeah but I think because of that it's now the acknowledged version of it, you know what I mean? It is. Yeah. When everyone mentions The Streets of New York, yeah. like, you know, uh, obviously, Liam Riley, but yeah. Bagatelle. You yeah, yeah. used to have definitely got that song, I think, nailed as your own. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's nice as well, because, as I say, the, the song was designed about, your, about yourselves. Let the People Sing, and another, another great number, uh, Brian. Yeah, well, that, uh, the, that song I wrote because, um,
0: you know, the, the suppression of Irish music and Irish song and Irish story Uh, which has been continuous throughout our career you might say that you know people like RTE have challenged us on many occasions in playing you know our songs or like songs like Podrick Pierce I mean can you imagine a national radio station rejecting a song about one of the great heroes that set up the state but uh, we've been in conflict uh, with uh, with RT for many, many years over their policy. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, just one occasion we were seeing A Nation Once Again. It was on one of those shows, Up for the Match uh, TV show. And uh, the producer said, no, you can't do that song um, A Nation Once Again. I said, why? why?" Because, um, you know, it's not suitable for the show. And um, I said, uh, you know, I heard... um, Frank Patterson singing it last week on one of the shows. Yeah. And he said, well, that's different. He says, when the Wolf Tones sing it, they mean it. Ah, uh, well, any singer that's singing a song, they have to mean it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So it just shows you the contention that was there between the Wolf Tones and RTE when they're scrutinizing everything you do. Even although we are saying that, you know, Cork was in the all Ireland final, and we're saying like uh, Thomas
1: Davis, born in Mallow, a great Cork man, and you know this is a song. Yeah, I, I love the meaning behind that song actually, because people should be able to sing about what they want and are passionate about. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. and you know, you, you know that was written in
0: about eighteen forty three, uh, when Daniel O'Connell uh, was looking for uh, repeal of the union, and uh, he wrote that song uh, to encourage people to. Uh, Uh, giant uh, repeal movement I see, so there's a a great uh, history and meaning behind the song 1843, he was only a young man he died a young man he died in 1845 just on the cusp of the famine and uh, he he was a great loss to Ireland
1: yes, and uh, as people like that 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 shaped the country we see before us today, Brian
0: Yeah, exactly, and uh, so Let the People Sing was, uh, was inspired by the Suppression, suppression of Irish music, yeah, Irish song particularly, yeah. you, you know, and people, people don't realize that Irish song is a great tradition in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, when I hear people saying, "Oh, let's play some traditional music," they think of the dance music, That's, yeah, 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 rather than think of the song tradition. Yeah. Song tradition in Dublin, I mean, people li- like great songs like "The West Awake" and yeah. you know all these wonderful great songs. You know, written back in the eighteen forties, eighteen thirties, before that, he had a, a great list of people who were writing songs, national songs, to give spirit to the Irish people. But uh, the suppression of music happened through every generation. Yeah. Uh, every king, queen of England banned Irish music, yeah. Irish song, not Irish music.
1: Yes, and it's definitely a troubled past there. But uh, it never, it never stopped. The the stories being told. No, and, you know, every generation had its uh, singers
0: go out there and defied, defied the, the suppression, yeah. uh, like the Wolf Tones. Like, we could have sat in our ass and, you know, not do anything. We we supported the people of the six counties in their hard struggle for things like civil rights and equal equality, and, you know... The, the Wolf Tones put their neck in the line for that, because, like, as a result of that, I, as a writer, I've written over 120 songs. Yes. And uh, I, as a writer, uh, you might say, I've lost a lot of revenue because of that, because, you know, if I uh, didn't sing supportive songs of the people's struggle, I could have made a lot of money by just writing simple pop ditties. Well, I think what you've done is you've been true to yourself. Well, exactly. I couldn't have done it any other way, and... I felt empathy with with the uh, people in Belfast and Derry, and thank God, you know, it's a better life for them now. But when we started in the early 60s, it was very, very difficult.
1: Yes, and we definitely hope that those times uh, don't come back again, Brian.
0: We would hope that the peace uh, agreement uh, continues into the future. And with uh, the Brexit thing and everything else, I would hope that someday we'd see a united Ireland, which will bring more or less an end to the story of Ireland.
1: Well, that would be a, a great uh, story, I think, Brian. would be a great song. Yeah. Brian, we're just going to touch on a few final questions, uh, and I would like to find out just a bit more about yourself. You hail from Dublin originally. Yes, I was
0: born in Dublin in the centre of the city there. We lived there in a one-room flat for um, seven years, and uh, we eventually got moved out to... Um, the suburbs, uh, a place called Inchicore Bluebell, and uh, all my family were living out there, and you know, my gran- both my grandparents were living there. And it was like coming home when we got a place, we got a house there. It was like going into the open spaces. And once again, I tell the story in the book about our humble beginnings, and they were, and there was a lot of poverty around Dublin just after the war. Uh, I was born in 46. Um, so the war had just ended. Uh, things were difficult. Uh, it was difficult to get food and everything else like that. Everything was still rationed. Um, and so, yeah, it, th- that was the beginnings of my life and my experiences in life.
1: Yes, and uh, Dublin has uh, definitely changed a lot over the years. I'd say, how is the, the Dublin you see today compared to the Dublin where you grew up?
0: Oh. A vast difference between the both Dublins, I can tell you. Back then, you know, there was a lot of unemployment. Uh, and uh, the city was different, let's put it that way. When, when, you know, there was trams running around Dublin. Yeah. You know, the old, the old double-decker trams uh, in my early life. Uh, I'd exp- one of my great experiences was riding the trams. My dad brought us out on the last tram uh, out of Dublin. We went uh, on on the Saturday because it said if you go out on the Sunday, there'd be too much violence. People were ripping up the tram seats and taking souvenirs and everything else. But uh, we went out on a Saturday and we took the Docky tram out to Docky and he said, uh, always remember this day because this is the last tram uh, to leave Dublin.
1: Yeah, and that must have been a sad thing it's for him to acknowledge. It was. Uh, Dad worked on the railways
0: and... Uh, he was a coach painter and he, he, his family, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, his great-great-grandfather, they all worked on the railways. Yeah. And uh, even his, his mother's family, uh, the McDonoughs, they they worked on the railways also. And my great-grandfather, uh, John McDonagh, he was a Fenian and uh, he was a known Fenian and he was excommunicated from the church. For being part of uh, the Fenian movement, and uh, he, I wrote a song about him uh, called "The Grandfather." The Grandfather, yeah, that's a song that actually was popular as well. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote that about him uh, uh, in as much uh, build the mountains high, blossomed yeah. with integrity. Problems never die without answering the calls. Yes, we set the hills ablaze with words of revolution you bureaucrats amaze. Yeah. The bird has flown its cage. Oh, yeah, you're beautiful, beautiful, Eric's brain. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he, he took off, he fought at the Battle of Tala. Yes. Which was, uh, turned out to be a bit of a skirmish. They later regrouped uh, in the Dublin Mountains, and uh, somehow he escaped uh, detection. He was never imprisoned. Uh, he was a known Fenian within his community, but, you know, he got away.
1: yes. And there's, isn't it, the great story that you have yourself, Brian, uh, the fact that you've, like, you have the book, and now that you have the songs from down through the years, isn't it great to be able to tell the, uh, to uh, inform people of these kind of stories?
0: Yeah, well, it, it's, there's great stories, and yeah. I've had, uh, thank God, I've had a, a, a long and healthy life, and, uh, you know, so, you know, I'll continue into the future, and uh, I'll, continue writing, continue telling stories, because that's my nature.
1: Yeah, definitely did never change. Uh, Brian, I have to ask you today, Dublin's playing Mayo in a massive match in the All-Ireland semi-final, and of course, Dublin's going for five in a row. Are you confident? You know, Mayo are hungry, and uh, they've been disappointed over yeah. the
0: <laughs> And I feel... I feel they're going to be a, a big, big obstacle. Yes. Yeah. But
1: I, I think we can do it. Well, I think the Dublin team have evolved over the last number of years. Yeah. We, we've seen new blood being introduced. Yeah. And the Mayo team, as a team, there's a lot of mileage on the clock. There is, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. one thing about Mayo is whatever happens them when they come in Jones's Road in yeah. Crow Park, they turn into a different animal. Yeah. So looking forward to a good game. And uh, it's going to be very hard to stop the Dubs, I, I would say. Now, what would you say is your most requested songs
0: at gigs, Brian? Well, obviously Celtic Symphony is one yes. of the most requested songs. And, um, you know, Joe MacDonald is uh, huge all over the world. The song brought a lot of enlightenment to people in America, in England, and Scotland. Um, they're highly on the list. I'd say, that, I'd say Celtic Symphony is probably number one. Yes. And I'd say Joe McDonnell number two. I'd say Streets in New York would be number three.
1: Yeah.
0: And somewhere along that it could be, you know, give or take. But if 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 I look I get the things from Spotify all the time, Spotify. And by far uh Celtic Symphony is the biggest. Yeah. It's gone millions and millions and millions of hits now at this stage. Yeah. And some of the playlists now they're just Celtic Symphony be up like Sixty odd thousand yeah. plays for a week. It's, it's a great song because it yeah. marked uh, it marked a great you know yeah, milestone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyhow, yeah, that that would be the they would be the yeah.
1: um, probably top of the list. And you have no plans, I would say, Brian. A, a singer said to me one time that if you're a singer, you never retire. And I would say, looking at you, you've plans to continue and continue.
0: <laughs> yeah. we you know, as my grandmother used to say, "Live as long as you can, and die when you can't help it." I apply that to my musical career as well.
1: Well, I'll tell you, Brian. If I get to your age and look as good as you do, I'll be very happy. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll take that very much. And finally, the final question I'm going to ask you, Brian, is: Chilling out. What do you do yourself to chill out and take away time off from music? A little bit. Um, I'm, I'm not a great, not a great,
0: uh, not a great golfer or anything like that. I'm not. I, I don't do much except uh, live and play with my grandchildren and have a great time with them I love them all and that's my I chill out great with them I'm another baby <laughs> I see yes but that's a great keeps you young Yeah, and uh, we have great fun and uh, that uh, I chill out mostly uh, yeah. with, with the grandkids that's bring a good way to chill walk. out bring yeah. them out for a walk out to, along the river or something like that and
1: that's, that's great that's, not what, that's what life's all about though Brian
0: yeah, and I love them dearly and deeply, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're just a gift of life to me, yeah, you know.
1: they definitely are. I have two kids myself, Brian, and yeah. I know how precious kids are. They're the most, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the biggest honour in my life, being a parent. The, yeah, it yeah, it, it yeah. is. So, I would like you to, uh, if you could pass on regards to uh, Tommy and Noel as well, uh, Brian, and uh, all that's left for me to say... On the first episode of this uh, time out podcast, is to thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me here at the Courage Hotel. I know you're fresh off a gig last night in Widor. The rain is coming down here. It's not a very nice morning, but uh, I think Donegal still looks as beautiful. I'm a bit biased in saying that. But, Brian, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Okay, and a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Yeah. Got to get on the way
0: now. I'm heading off to Derry. <laughs> yeah, sure. Another gig tonight, is it? A uh, gig tonight in the forum.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. and no doubt that'll be another packed audience. It's sold out, and sold out next uh, Sunday in Belfast yeah. as well. That's fantastic, and uh, it's great to see you still going well. And as I said, the true test of any great band is, in my opinion, can they last the test of time? And I'll tell you, the Wolf Tones can certainly take that one off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, and hello to all at the bulk Podcast. Th-
1: thank you very much, Brian. right.